episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Carl's back. What up? Big Mike's back. How you doing? Brother Bob's back. How's it going? Silent Ron's back. Hello. Our Bible verse this week is Hebrews 13, verse 17. Now I'll be reading from the ESV. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who who will give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. So our topic this week is submit or submission. I'm going to open this one up because probably where most people think that we're going to go, I'm going to go a different way. Mm. And as Bob said in our group text, like it opens the doors to a lot of things. And I've seen this a lot the last couple weeks. And submission, like, obviously, you want to submit whatever to the Lord. But a lot of times, when people get coaxed into, nagged, whatever the case may be, they finally succumb, tap out, and submit, and do whatever. But are they fully submitted? No. They're just going into it. Easter's coming up, so you invite somebody to church, they say no. Then you keep inviting, keep inviting, keep inviting until they finally submit and come. And I'm not saying, because I sit here as a prime example of submitting and going, but was the mind open and really wanting to be listen to whatever the open message, the experience, the you know, be the conduit for the Holy Spirit. You know, like let God come in. No, I was closed minded. I submitted because I was being. I don't want to say nagged because that was a. Well, you were tired of hearing it. Yeah. So you just went to go. Right. So they would stop. Right. The so-called bullying, as you can say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. But no way. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel what you're saying because I did the same thing to a friend of mine, and that's why I stopped. But at the same token, the question or the thing you said, when my wife asked me, I was, I wanted to go at the same. Right. You know, like you, you're like, I'm going, so I don't have to hear it no more. Right. But. Well, that's just like, like anything around the house. Like toilets broke. Okay, and you've been quote unquote wanting to fix it forever, and either your husband or your wife, whoever, keeps being like, "Hey, toilet's broke. Hey, toilet's broke. Hey, toilet's broke." You're gonna go fix it because tired of hearing that the toilet's broke. Not because, hey, I got free time. I'm gonna go fix the toilet because it needs to be fixed and not broke. Right. So the submission you're talking about there is actually uh, <clears throat> called an obligation. Right. So what I'm saying is, you, you felt you like you felt like you was obligated to do it because they kept asking, correct? Kept asking, kept asking, and you thought, well, if I do it, then maybe it'll suffice them to where correct. Me alone. So what I'm saying is, I'm not like I don't have statistics, I don't have the numbers, but I'm just saying. People coming out of an obligation isn't 
the right thing to do to get them to submit their lives to Christ. Right. It's not a wholehearted submission. I mean, you know, it's just, right. a, it's just a little piece of a submission just to, per se to shut them up. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know. Like Judges 16, 16, right? <clears throat> yeah. Like, she yeah. nagged him to death. Nagged him to death. Until he finally told her what his weakness was. Right. Yeah. What, what she wanted to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Even though... You know the whole other, all of the other part of, parts of it were how she betrayed him, right. and I was the only one that knew about it. But he still just to, to have her stop. Okay, That's fine. because yeah, he just shut her up because yeah. he's like, well, this is how you do, it. right? Mm-hmm. You know. So I always wish that a lot of those stories always talked to the um, kind of the, the the knowledge and the the uh, I don't know how to say it uh, really, but the. Uh, just how good sometimes men can do on their own. You, you know what I mean? Right. And then, it, it, but then you get down to the, the root of it, and you're like, okay, how many times was she the only one you said this to, and yet still betrayed you, and you still continued to tell her stuff, and then that she betrayed you on, and then, you know, how many times? How many times does it take? But like we've talked about here, disciples followed Jesus, knew it was Jesus, no doubt who he was and what he was sent for, and still, yeah, uh, you, you know what I mean. So you're just you're just like, ah, that that's the kind of thing that used to make me lose hope in like any chances that I had for for walking this walk with Jesus and mm-hmm. and and being able to to bring my life forward in Christ. To have to realize that you no, know, the the struggle's real, and it's there for everybody. And just like we, you know, Ronnie, you came up with when. We started all of this. We're all broken. The only one who's not is the one that we're trying to live like. Absolutely. You know, so it's... Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's a podcast you're supposed to talk. That's fine. (laughs) Stole that from you, by the way, Carl. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's two sides to that coin, too. Because I I think what you're talking about is you're so passionate. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you see what's right. And you want other people to see what's right. I'm guilty of this. I'll be transparent. And you want them to see it so bad that it's hard to draw that line between your passion and pushing too hard. Yeah. But on the other side of the coin, I think very often the people hearing the truth that aren't necessarily living the truth feel conviction. And they don't want to. Right. And they don't like how it feels because it doesn't feel good. And they falsely accuse the person speaking the truth that convicts them of nagging right. right right so it's it's such it's such a tough balance yeah it really is it's a tough balance and you know you talk about bringing people to church i think you know that's another rabbit trail you could go on too you know who are we seeking an encounter with the church or jesus right you know what i'm saying like, right yes like what's what's this what's what's salvational here mm-hmm. you know? right yeah so, well you know when yeah. we're when we're trying to get somebody to go our way this is how I look at it. You know, we want to be like Jesus and walk up and be like, follow me and what they do. Four of them dropped and went. Yep, man. You know, two of them left the boat, two of them left their father in the boat and was like, deuces, we're at, we're going to follow him just because he said follow me. And one you know, left his that is job. Completely right. Like in the middle of the day, yes. in the middle of the busiest time. And he just gone. That is complete full submission right there. That's what submission should look like. Mm-hmm. 
In submission for the right reason. Because like, yes. you, you can add a new dynamic by asking the question, the crowds that were following him. Yeah. Were they following him because of who he was? Or were they following him because of the miracles? The miracles that's, what he could give them. That's mainly what they were following him yeah. for, was what they could get out of him. Mm-hmm. They was treating him like the genie in the bottle. I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, they wasn't fully submitted like the disciples was fully submitted. Right. I'm going to play, I'm going to say the majority. The majority. Yeah, not all. Not yeah, all. Right. That's, yeah, right. But the majority. Like, that, mm-hmm. that's my opinion. Yeah. Well, it was like what you were talking about is, you know, you, you <clears throat> love you, Melissa, but to, to get her off your back, you yeah. said, okay, fine, I'll go. Yeah. But on, on the opposite side of that, how many times... Does that work? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I know I'm not the only one that that's happened to where I walk into a sermon not wanting to. Yeah. And I leave and and the lightning's in my veins and I'm ready to run down the street and yell about it. Yeah. And and I mean, you had predetermined things that were like, well, if this happens. Yeah, and it happened. Yeah, and this I had all my you know I mean? ducks in a row. Right. Like, it, right? I, I got my reasons. I got my reasons, and nope, there, there went one. Yep. Boom. Oh, there's another. Yep. You may have had your ducks in a row, but God was sitting there with his little BB gun, knocking down. <laughs> I was gonna say he kept moving the pond yeah, farther, and farther, yeah. and farther and farther and farther. Those are those are God's ducks. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, what I mean. And that just goes to show that he's the one doing the work. We're not going to talk somebody into it, right? Like, if you wouldn't be where you're at right now, Ronnie, if there wasn't a piece of you in your heart that wanted to believe. Correct. Because that's the problem. You're not going to, if somebody is committed to the, because there's two worldviews. There's truth as God sees it, and there's the lie. There's no in between. It's one of those two things. And if somebody is committed to the lie, they'll make the lie reality. And there's nothing you can say or do that's going to convince them that it's not reality because they want it to be. Mm-hmm. You have to have that nugget in you that wants to believe his truth, which you had. Yeah, somebody planted, a, somebody planted a seed somewhere along the line. Right. You just didn't know. Right. Mm-hmm. And that seed started growing. And then when, when God finally got you to come into the church and listen to his word, that's when that seed sprouted. Right. Yeah. I like to think of it as like... And he, and he produced the growth. Yeah. I, my justification, right? My, my analogy that I use a lot is like going to bed. Turn out the lights, locking the doors, I'm going in. Nobody's getting in. That's how I was going. Yep. And then Jesus was like, or God was like, oh, look. I'm already in here. Windows open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm already here. Say, guess where I live, brother. Like, guess where I live. <laughs> God was already in your locked doors. Yeah. You can't you can't hide from him, you can't get away from him. Right. Yeah. And on that flip side of the coin, it's hard to accept that because we want everybody to see the truth, right? Yeah. You know, we're so passionate about making people see the truth that and you want them to see so bad, but if they're not ready to see it. There's nothing you can say that's going to change that. Right. And at some point, the Spirit's just going to tell you, look, you just got to step back and be quiet for a minute because this ain't working. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know them, them scales will fall off their eyes when it's God's time to take them off. Yeah. Just like Paul, you know, on the road. Yes. God scaled his eyes over and he says, well, you got to go to this certain town, talk to this certain guy. When you talk to him, he can take the scales off for you. Yeah. They'll drop. 
Because you're pushing and pushing and pushing. Yes. And you might be pushing them farther. Mm-hmm. Even unintentionally. Yeah, you can, oh, be, yeah. Push, you can yeah. be pushing them away and not know them. Right. Know? I mean, you know, just because you're trying to shove it down their throat. Right. You just can't do that. And I love that you brought that up as, a, as an example. Yeah, because God used that person as, Throw the vessel, punch. Yes. as the vessel, you know, through which to remove the scales. Yes. God did the work, but he used one of his servants as a vessel. But exactly. the, the person as the vessel had to wait mm-hmm. on God to put Paul in front of him. But what did the person as a vessel say when, when God told him that he had to do that? He's like, well, I don't want to do that. That guy's killed yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Do you know who this is? Do you know who he is? Yeah. 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 I was like, right. yeah. I know who he is. Yeah. I got a pretty good idea, I think. The whole thing's been telling Well, but, and like what, what you were just saying, Ron, with that being the throat punch, is that's the thing, is that's a fine line. It is a very fine line between shoving it down somebody's throat and not saying enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't think anybody here will tell you they had it figured out just the right amount of Jesus to talk to somebody. I mean, because for every single one of us, it, it might have been a whisper in the ear or it might have been a slap up to the well, shock. Yeah. I mean, you, I, mean, you know I mean, look around the table. Like, it was a shake. Mm-hmm. It was a shock. It was breakfast. Yeah. It was a birthday gift. Like... <laughs> How much different can you be than that? Yeah. That's totally four total different avenues that God went down just to save four different souls. Yep. And then when you talk about the inner workings of that and all of that coming together, as far as then once we realize where we needed to be and walking around that, then to see all of, be able to see all the things outside of your own life that have come into it because, you know, to make you realize and stuff like. My wife and I just had a conversation the other day that, like, she had started and said that she was feeling a certain way, and before I knew it, I was like, well, kind of took over. Like, do you realize all of this stuff God put in, into place in our lives just so that I could feel this way at this moment, and you could feel this way at this moment? You, you just given those examples, you know what I mean? And it's just such an intertwined, amazing thing. To be able to be a part of that, you know, and that's again in each and every one of our individual lives too. Yeah. As well as yours. I'm just not trying to speak on what, you know. So it's, it is, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to know how much to push, how much to not, how much to say, how much to not say. Because again, everybody is so different. You can have some people that might then just back and forth speaking to you can feel like man just right on the cusp yeah it's like turning the radio dial yeah. for the station to come in oh yeah try right? to get yep. it in yeah yep. you gotta get to that right point so she'll come in yeah. but yeah, yeah we're talking about for the digital stuff yeah before yeah. the digital yeah. stuff yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you know some people their, their receptors are out waiting for it and then some people they got they try to lock them down and never put them out yeah and I I, I don't know I honestly, but I have never spoke to anybody in my life that's a Christian that says, I was ready for it. I just was waiting for somebody to say Jesus to me. That's all I was waiting on. You know what I mean? I mean, so it's not, it's like we've talked about before. When God gives us a sign, it's not that, here it is. You know, it's it's very, very subtle. And, you know, we can, we can go either way. We can go either way with, too, like I said, too much or too little on it to, either 
make it a glorious thing for somebody. Or and also, it could be you're planting that mustard seed that you may never even you know see sprout up. I mean, how many countless stories have you heard of people on the verge of suicide and you know they find a Bible in a little nightstand in a hotel room or somebody calls them at that very moment <laughs> that they thought nobody that, that, cared, that, right? That nobody yeah. cared, and that was the point where their receptors. Just popped out and are like, okay, yeah, God, I'm ready for you. Yeah, take me home. You know, take me where you need. Or to like the story that we talked about last week at the men's conference with Tim Tebow, right? Yeah, like in the in the prison. Yeah, on death row. Yeah, on death, death row, death row right? Yeah. Like he was the prisoner. Not mm-hmm. he isn't Tim, but right. can I call you Tim? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but Mr. Bo. <laughs> so. But, like, that prisoner was at wit's end and was praying out loud, like, I don't believe in you, but if you're real, show me. Show me. Yeah. Show up. Show up. Yep. And then in that moment, that's when Mm -hmm. he knocked on that padded door. When that just highlights what most people, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, but then you had that real thick glass. Where they had to get right up face to face to be able to to see, and at that moment when they were face to face, is when God appeared. Yeah, because I not on the same terms as what Carl has because he's on the other side of the glass per se. But when you look at that glass, like you can't see right the other person, even if your face is pressed up to it, mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. see. Yeah, so it's not like he recognized who it was. Right. You know what I mean? So for him to, because that was part of the stories, he's like, you're a Christian. Before, yeah. you know, before Tebow really even said anything about why he was there. Right. You, you can see it in his eyes. That's what I'm saying. God showed up yeah. at that moment through his eyes. I agree. He knew it was an answer he to his prayer. Yeah, yes. it had to be. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I was going to say. That that just highlights what most people need is, is, a, is an encounter, a powerful, supernatural encounter with God. Right. Most people don't need, in this country especially, most people don't need to hear the name Jesus. Because right. most of them know about him. Right. Most people in this country, it's, it's a Christian country, you know what I mean? It's, you know, there's it's, it, you know, there's a church on every street corner, it's inundated with Bibles. Most people know of him, they just right. don't know him. There's a big difference. In Think about it, in, in, in the United States, Jesus' name is flippantly used. Yeah. Like it's no big deal, but it is a big deal. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Them, them foreign countries where they kill you for trying to follow Jesus. When that name is when that name is pronounced, then either fear comes into the people that uh, that are trying to stop the people who are trying to worship him, or joy comes into the people who's worshiping and wants him to be there. Right. Just just through the name of Jesus being pronounced. Right. We just yeah we just throw it around we throw it around. In America, like it's nothing. We should be like them countries and throw it around as it's something. Yeah. Like it has power. Like it has power, yes. And getting to those spots, I think, Mm -hmm. also brings in the commonly talked about use of the word submit or submission in the Bible about actually giving up and giving everything to him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. 
I guess if you really want to get technical about that part of it, when you submit to God, it actually is submission, but it's actually being called humbled. Yeah. You know, that's when you humble yourself in front of Him. Mm-hmm. So, then two words go together in, in the Bible. It's agreement to walk with him. Yes, right. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's your agreement to walk in step with him. To say, my way isn't working. My way isn't good enough. I need to walk your way. If you, you see further than me. You have a higher vantage point. I don't know where we're going, God. But I'm going to walk with you wherever it leads. Yes. That's, to me, what biblical submission, if you were going to define it real quick, that's how I would define it. Just agreeing to walk with him, whatever that looks like. Yes. But I think you're right. Mike, I think, or whoever said it, I don't know who said it at this point, but you, there is that break, maybe you said it, Carl, where that break in them, where their receptors come out and they need him. It's not wanting him. It's not chasing after him anymore. It's they need him. Maybe I took all three of your conversations and mixed oh, it together. I think God said it, actually. Maybe. Who knows? There's been a lot said already. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever. It was said at the podcast. Yeah. It was good. It was good. That's right. <laughs> we all agree with that. Yeah. There's all different forms of submission. Oh, absolutely. Or humbling. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I think that... Like the bread and wine? Yeah. That yeah. was hard for me, and it still is, to yeah. submit to that. Yeah. I did not want to. Uh, I didn't feel I could. I didn't feel I was deserving to, which I know everybody says you are. But same token, it, every time it's time for... No, no, everybody doesn't say you are. Jesus well, says you are. But it doesn't matter what everybody else's opinion is. It tears me up every time when it comes to that point where the church wants to do the communion. And I'm sitting there... And I'm thinking, the body of Christ, the blood of Christ. How, how how am I? I don't know how to say it. How am I so lucky to have it? I guess or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what makes me good enough to have it? And it breaks me down every time. Every time I think about it, it breaks me down because of what he did. Because that's all I see is what he went through, what he did. And I'm sitting there like, you know, dang. And it just tears me up every time. Oh. And it should. It shouldn't tear you up to the point where you don't feel worthy. But it it should be something that we, we take with real seriousness, what he did. Well, the first yeah. time I, you know, the first time, well, I've had several times in my life where I could have done it. And I couldn't. There's just no way I couldn't do it. You know, I saw all my friends doing it and all this and that. And I felt like, they were just pretty much doing it so people didn't look at them because I felt like they didn't know exactly why they were doing it. You know, and I'm like, do you understand the major thing going on right here or are you just doing it because somebody else is doing it? Mm-hmm. Do you understand what you're doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, there's a lot of people that I felt because if I didn't understand it and I thought I was like, you know, somewhere where I did understand it and I felt like they were just starting it just made like my wife she did it that first time Mm -hmm. you know and I'm sitting there crying over it because I'm like what does she know that I don't know Mm -hmm. right almost like 
you know, what what is going on? I've been going to church all my life. She just pretty much kind of started going, but yet she's getting up to do this, and it tore me up because I could not get out of my chair. I could not so-called submit to get up and get out of my chair mm-hmm. to do it because I didn't feel like either I was ready or worthy or whatever. This is why I wish we would do a better job of teaching the Passover story. He's, he's our Passover lamb, so we learn a lot about him and what he did for us through that story. I don't think it should be treated with such dismissiveness. And, you know, to, to, what's applicable to what you're talking about, you know, and that original Passover, when he went through and he had them, the ones that chose to believe in him. And you didn't have to be a Jew, by the way. You could be a, an Egyptian, too. It didn't matter. But if you chose to believe in him and accept the blood and put it on the doorpost, you didn't take a census at each house to see how obedient you were and how good of a person you were to see if you were worthy of being passed over. Right. Most of these people, even the natural-born Israelites, were probably guilty of paganism in Egypt. Mm-hmm. We, we learned that from, from the golden captains in later. They were well aware and well-versed in Egyptian paganism. He didn't take a census to see how good they were. No, if, I, they, if they committed to that one act of obedience to accept him, he passed him over. Yep. It wasn't about worthiness. It wasn't about deserving it was about that one act of acceptance. I think I've done it three times now, and I make sure every time I do it that I pretty much tell him thank you for the you know the sacrifice, his blood, and all that before I even eat or drink of whatever you know the wine of the communion or whatever you know before I do it. I take that minute to thank him. That's all we're yes. Everybody should, yeah. So that, you know, I'm giving him, I don't know how to Giving say him it. the glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. simple as that. Because, you know, for him to give me that because of what he did, you know, for me to say thank you back is, is something small. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Well, I said it is sitting in your heart, you don't treat his blood like a license to sin. Right, right, and I think too many believers kind of do. Like they, they almost treat it like it's like it's a it's a minor, it's a minor a free card. Exactly, right. Yeah. It could I, be can, just, I can I can I can get out of hell and and not really have to change anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, it could be just juice, but that's not the way I'm seeing it. You know. But my thinking, this is just Bob's opinion, though. The people that do that, did they truly give their life to him, or are they just? Did they truly submit? Did they truly submit? I don't think so. Just doing the Bible. Yeah, because if you truly submitted, there's going to be an inward change. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Your heart's going to change. You know, if you truly accepted what Christ done for you on on the cross, there's going to be a change in you. It's just like I'm sorry. Go ahead. If you can comfortably continue in sin without feeling any discipline at all, yeah, there wasn't. You should be worried. Yes, you should be worried. And it's just like some of us heard. If you truly submit the first two commandments, you're not getting past the third, the second one, Mm -hmm. because of the inward change. Right. Like you truly commit to the first one, you mean that? If you truly commit yourself to God. Okay. Then commandments three through ten don't really matter because you're already going to be doing them anyway. Right, doing them anyway. Or seek them. You, you'll have a heart to seek them out yes. of the yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. But 
just like Ron's been talking about, like full submission isn't easy. No, no. It's simple. It's simple. But it's hard. <laughs> it sounds simple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I will agree with you on it's that. It's supposed to be simple, but we make it hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's tons of times, especially in my life, where I fully submit and then stupid Ronnie comes back, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I fully submit again. No matter what, to that to that point, yeah, right. Yeah, fully submit, but then you start dragging stuff back. Yeah, yeah. Like being the Indian giver. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can say that in 2022, but why not? (laughs) (laughs) I give you tests. (laughs) But you know what I mean. Like, can you? Yeah. Like, can you fully submit? I don't. Next question is: Is do we fully submit? Yeah, I, yeah, and that's the probably the same. Do it is, do you fully submit? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if we'll ever get to a point where we. Well, to answer your question, I don't know if we'll get to a point where we can until the resurrection. Right. I don't think in our current state. I don't. That's what we, I we should really say. Yeah. I the fully right. submission. If what. The only way we're going to fully submit is when Jesus comes back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. See, it's, it's uh, the worldly world makes it too hard. Well, human nature makes it too hard. Yeah, well, that's what we say. We make it too hard. Yeah. We Americans make it too hard. The world ignites our human nature to do, and it draws us to do what the world wants us to do, which we know who runs the world. Mm -hmm. So he wants to draw us in. So human nature, we, we just, we can't fully submit. We think we fully submit, but then... If you really look at things you do, you're not fully submitting. Right. Because then it's like, oh, well, look at this. Nobody's watching, so I'll just yeah. take this one. Bro. That's right. Yeah. Or I'll look this up. Mm-hmm. Or I'll take this sip. Or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Whatever yeah. that yeah. is. One little thing yeah. won't hurt me. Right. Yeah. And then one little thing. That. Oh, I'll just do two. It'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. To, to make you feel better about what you said earlier, there's a Cherokee parable I really like. We'll appease that crowd. Okay. But uh, I think it's applicable. And it says that, and I don't think I've shared it on the podcast before, but if I had, I'll, sh- I'll share it again because I think it's applicable what we're talking about now. It's, it says a grandfather was talking to his grandson. And he said, Son, within every human being, there are two wolves. There's an evil wolf, and it's strife, and it's envy, and it's, it's guilt, and it's resentment. And there's a good wolf. And it's truth, and it's goodness, and it's kindness, and it gets compassion. What's that? All these different attributes. And the grandson thought about it for a few minutes, and he said, "Well, Grandpa, which wolf wins?" And he said, "The one you feed." Yeah, that's it. There's a lot of truth in that. We have a choice every single day to feed, every single moment, to feed one of those two wolves. That in this current state that we're in, in our in our fallen nature, those two wolves are venomously opposed to one another and fighting each other. And we have a choice of which one to feed. And the danger is, if you choose to feed the wrong wolf for too long, eventually it becomes you. Yep. The, the wolf that you feed perpetually every day eventually becomes who you are. Yep. And if you choose to feed that evil wolf, it becomes you. That's four right. times. Mm-hmm. Four times he said the word choose. So it all comes down to choices. Right. Every bit of it. All comes down to choices and the heart condition. Right. And I think... We give the devil too much due. 
Yeah. Right? There's only one person that can know what we're thinking until we do whatever. Do as an an action. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, all right. Well, let's play on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know what we're thinking because he's not God. Right. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have that much power. Mm -hmm. Give him as much power as we allow him. Yeah. He doesn't know what we're thinking, but he can sure put them thoughts in your head. Correct. Because of your actions. Because of your actions, yes. He can be responsive to what you show outwardly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's not proactive. He's reactive. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's why I don't like to give him any kind of kudos at all. I mean, because he is nothing. He's already lost. He he knows where he's going. Mm -hmm. He just wants to drag everybody there with him. Mm -hmm. Seriously, I mean, he already knows. God's already told him. God told him they he kicked him out of heaven. It's like you're going to reside in hell. Mm-hmm. But first, you're going to walk the earth and do whatever. You know, we kicked him out. So, and then what does it do? Like every little whining child does. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to go alone. Yeah, I'm not going to go alone. I just ain't. I just. I just can't fathom the idea is how he absolutely. Warp the minds of the third of the angels to drag him with him, because he took a third of the angels with him when he yep. left, when he got kicked out. That dude had to have some kind of power. It's that silver tongue used car salesman pitch, yeah. You know, yeah. He he must have made him some big promises. Well, it's not even just them. Just looking at that, right. to dig into it. Because looking yeah. at that same reference, we're told that you know at the end, the people, you know, the, the people of the earth, the wicked people of the earth, they'll mm-hmm. see. God act. Yeah. And it says that they'll acknowledge that it was God who acted. And instead of repenting, which is still an option, they choose to shake their fist at him and ask the stones to fall on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, it's unreal to me yeah. that angels or people would choose to oppose him. I just don't get it. Yeah. I just don't get it. Because no matter what, you're submitting to somebody. You're submitting to yeah. somebody. You're either submitting to God's what God's will, or you're submitting to the enemy's will. Right. Well, you know, them angels submitted. To, them angels submitted to Satan. Well, what happened to Legion? <laughs> Got put into a bunch of pigs, and they ran off a cliff. Yeah. Jesus said, "Yeah, you can go in them pigs," and then he drove them off a cliff into the into the ocean. So, I mean, just think about that for a minute. Think about where you're going to go. If you decide to follow Satan. It's just too Jesus. hard to submit to God when it's so easy to <coughs> submit the other way. I've heard people say that. They, they yeah. You know, because they think it's just an easier road taking the right turn instead of taking the or the left turn instead of taking the right turn. Right. Say. Well, you know, the thing is is they, they think Christianity is so hard. You know, they think it's all a lot of people think that it's a bunch of rules and regulations that locks you down. You know what I'm saying? But it's not. I mean, them rules and regulations, yeah, they're put in they're they're put in play for a reason. But that was in the Old Testament times. Since Jesus is hung on that cross, when he hung on that cross, he fulfilled the Old Testament. Because back in Old Testament times, you know, man couldn't keep a covenant with God at all. No matter what. He'd always fail. So guys like, you know what? 
you guys can't you guys can't keep a covenant. I'm gonna make a covenant between my you know between me and myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna send my son to the earth, show you how to live, show you what needs to be done, and he's gonna die on the cross for our sins. And when he died on the cross for our sins, that fulfilled the Old Testament. Yes, we know we need to know what the Old Testament says because it's got Jesus in it. Every word. Jesus is in every word of the Old Testament. But he fulfilled that Old Testament. That's why we live by grace and mercy now. Because that's the new way. Because now we don't have to have a priest go in and sacrifice something for our sins. All we got to do is drop up, drop to our knees right. and submit to Jesus. And that takes care of our sin. Right. I'll say it for you, Mike. It's thou shalt not kill not thou shalt not thrill. That's right. Right? Right. <laughs> I have a different view on the old on what we call the Old Testament. I'm not going to get into a debate on that, but I will say this. I think I think what the commandments essentially do is they separate those who take pleasure in God's way and those who take pleasure in the enemy's way. It's true. If 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 you take pleasure in evil and you take pleasure in unrighteousness, you're not going to be willing to call on God. And God doesn't move toward us in our unholiness. He defines holiness for us. He defined holiness for us from Sinai onward. He doesn't move toward us in our unholiness and leave us there. He moves us in our unholiness toward Him and His holiness. And I, I believe Jesus accomplishes that for us by doing the work in us to move us toward His holiness. But there are people who just simply don't take pleasure in that. Right. They hate it. They hate the idea of surrendering to His holiness code. They'd rather they'd rather surrender to their flesh, right? Yep. But I mean, you know, uh, when Jesus he said, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, and then went as far as to say, love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, if you do all that, if you're doing that, you're living by the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. He was quoted because he wrapped it. He wrapped it all up into them two things right there. That's why I say when he hung on the cross, he fulfilled the Old Testament because he put that out there. He I mean, became, you know, he became the reality of the shadow yes, that it was always pointing to. Exactly right. That's where that's where I'm saying he fulfilled the Old Testament. He shut that door. He closed that chapter and opened up a new chapter. Mm-hmm. Even though we still need to know what's in that old chapter. And read it and understand it because everything he taught on was on the Old Testament. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just saying. No, I get it. It's just, (laughs) it's nice knowing that not everybody at the table might not have the same agreement or doctrine as everybody else, but Mm -hmm. it's not saying that. it ain't that we don't have the same doctrine we yeah. do. Yeah, I no. Mean, we're, we're agreeing on it. It's just we're going out at different angles. But it, just think about like the if it, conclusion is pretty much the same. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. But it, it's just at this table. Yeah. Just think about if everybody submitted to that idea, mm-hmm. yeah. how better off the world would be. Oh. Absolutely. And I'm not saying you guys are like ready to knock out, drag out, fight. Like well, we thought about it. Yeah. 
But like, then I'm old. That? I'm old, and I don't heal quick, so we're not going to. I know, Bob. I know that Carl's not. Too, Carl's not your anger. He's Mike's. He's anger, not mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's like, I'll tag in for this. <laughs> <laughs> He's pacing back and forth on the apron. <laughs> I've been waiting for this for weeks. <laughs> All right, let's pull the needle off the record. Final thoughts, Mike. Would you like to go first? Sure. Don't let your passion skew your submitting fully to God. Absolutely. Good one. Carl? I just want to reiterate that there's a there's a subtle but wide gulf of a difference between having an encounter with the church and having an encounter with Jesus. One will change your ritual, your the boxes you check, the doctrines you hold, but the other one changes changes you. And you need to make sure that you've had an encounter with him. Yes. Absolutely. Rob? I don't know. I mean, them guys, they pretty much said it all, for real. But, you know, if you're going to submit and try to submit totally to God, just stay focused on him. You know, that way you can stay submitted. Mm-hmm. You know, just keep your blinders on so, you, so you're not looking to the side. Hmm. Silent Rod. I, I don't have nothing. Sorry. Mine is sometimes God lets you hit rock bottom so that you realize that God is the rock at the bottom. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good. Mm-hmm. Nice. Join us on our... Huh? Did Audrey send you that note? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd be nice. Join us on our Facebook group, Broken Record Ministries. Um, give us some interaction, uh, some topic I- ideas, some comments, God sightings in your life. Whatever. Whatever's on your heart, let's share it. If you want to go in long form and you have questions for us, or just questions in general, you can email at brokenrecordministries at gmail.com. And until next time... Broken Records Ministry, catch you on the flip side. You're going to edit that out, ain't you? What? My comment. <laughs> you know I don't edit.